Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> And we're rolling. Welcome back, y'all. I'm so glad that we have like two consecutive weeks now because it feels like we had one week and, and then, then a there week was a break. Was off. And then we had a week on and now we're on a second. Where is a roll? Yeah, it's like a consistent thing. But so. like next week we won't be here. It's our anniversary. So right. we're going up to New Hampshire. Yep. Land of the what, what is i don't know it's a it is a grab bag up there it let is. me tell you so we went up there to visit my aunt elizabeth mm -hmm. and it's like in one pocket you've got a woman who is like all about self-sustaining and has a, a garden mm -hmm. and she does nutrition plans for vegans and she teaches yoga and her next door neighbor has a trump pence 2020 sign like yep it's the most random thing right. it's I don't think it's as random as we think it is. Visually, yes, but it, it looks it's, like it's it. actually it actually speaks to where America is right now as yeah. far as like not only the division but like the tribalism that is sort of very prevalent right now, and everyone feels like they have their own camp instead of like, oh, you believe something different than I do, but we're still right. Americans, so let's try and get along. I know. Anyways, welcome back, guys. Here we are. To uh, So I Married a Cinephile. This is episode three of, of season, season two. two. I'm Megan us. Carver. I'm Ben Farmer. And we are so excited to be Very here. Very excited. Not, I mean, so we were, let's see, we recorded Thursday? Thursday or Friday. I can't so what's remember. happened in the interim for you, Megan? I actually had a really really great day yesterday great. not um, today though no <laughs> today's fine today's <laughs> fine i walked a dog and i i get to do this podcast today's right. fine right um no but yesterday was really great mainly because or not yesterday sorry monday was great hmm. um because i as an actor you want to make sure that you're getting in front of the right people as a non-union actor oftentimes that doesn't happen regularly sure because you don't get the opportunity to be seen because you're non-union because you're non-union and that's just <laughs> how do you how, get union megan uh, you have to work i think what is it 50 weeks on a union project right but in order to work that many weeks on a union project you have to audition for a union house how do you get to audition for a union house when you you're wait non -union? to see if they'll accept non-union auditions that day these rules are fucked up. It's not fair to these people. These people are my friends and I care about them. But again, it's like, it's the only fair way. I, I guess. I don't know of another, a better way. That's Me the neither. thing. It's sucky, but I can't think of a better Me way neither. to do it. Anyways, there are these things called pay to plays and uh, they had a lot of them out in Los Angeles and then they got banned because people would basically use them as an opportunity to have people pay them lots of money so that they could audition for them. So they would like keep their headshots and resumes and you know, it, it ended up being something where people took advantage of the system and used it, you know, to their advantage in a bad way. Yeah. People were like prosecuted in yes. Los Angeles. And, and like businesses were taken over and like it, casting it, offices were closed. Yeah. And, like, it was bad. and then word got over to New York and they were like, don't do that. Right. So they still have them here in New York, which I think is really great, really important. And I got to do one of them on Monday and I did it with um, McCorkle Casting and it was so much fun. I had such a good time because I was there with Jeff, um, his wife, Pat McCorkle runs mm. McCorkle Casting. Mm -hmm. um, and it was an opportunity for you to bring in two songs, you sing them, he gives you feedback. And uh, and it was so great. Like I sang a song at the last minute. I was not planning on singing. My, my, my gut was like, you need to sing this song. Mm. And he loved it and I loved it. And he gave me some great feedback. 
And my friend Colin, who I was in A Year with Frog and Toad with, he's actually here in New York right now. Yes, he is. He's visiting and he came and hung out with us for a bit Mm -hmm. and went to class. And he actually like, Jeff was like, so how long are you in town? Mm -hmm. Because like there's some auditions coming up for a movie that I'm doing and I I wonder if maybe you might be a good fit for it. Mm. Send me your headshot and resume. Great. You know, again, this is one of those situations where it was 85 bucks for me to go and see this guy. Yep. Absolutely worth it to to do that Mm. instead of go to cattle call after cattle call. Sure. And hope to be seen, which by the end of the day, their minds are totally mush. Like he said that one day he saw over 130 people. Jesus. Can you imagine trying to sort through that? Nope. That's it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much for you. You'd have to type out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then if you're not the right type, you don't even get a chance to audition. It's crazy. So I had a really great time and actually I wanted to plug his podcast. He has a podcast and it's only like twenty minutes long. They're really short. But it's basically something where he's able to give advice about auditions. Oh, I thought you were talking about Colin. I'm like, how the hell does he have his own podcast? I'm like, what is it about? No. Why does he? Jeffrey does. And his podcast is Casting Actors Cast. Casting Actors Cast. Yes. Because he used to be an actor. He oh. was a professional actor, like on Broadway, off Broadway movies and right stuff on. for like over 20 years. Nice. And so now he does casting. And so I think Casting Actors Cast is a way that, you know, he's able to give his perspective as a fellow actor and as a casting director. That's awesome. You know, so it's great. They're really <laughs> short. He's... He's done several of them and they're incredibly helpful. Yeah. So listen to that if you're an actor, especially yes. if you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Absorb as much as you can. I feel like, and and I feel like I've talked about this a little bit on our podcast, but the focus of being a well-rounded artist mm-hmm. as opposed to putting all of your eggs in like one audition basket yeah. and you know god forbid you don't get it or right. you don't get seen you don't get called back whatever you're your just... sanity relies on being a well-rounded individual right so find things outside you know even if it's like a podcast that feeds you information for 20 minutes or you know mm-hmm. a good book or meditation anything like that that'll keep you nice and balanced because yeah. it is cyclical and seasonal and we are in love with a each very, other oh yes <laughs> Happy anniversary next week. We are uh, we are both very much in love with a very extraordinary job. Yeah. It is very extraordinary. It is not like anything else out there. And it requires a lot. How was your week? It was great. Or I guess the last six I, days. Yeah, four, five, six days. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what all has now, happened. Now, are you training yet? Are you guys doing the rowing uh, competition for Concept 2? Or is that not, not happening yet? So yet? Concept 2, who makes, these, uh, who makes the rowing machines, the ergs that we use, um, they do what's called their fall team challenge. The studios from around the world participate. Um, so it's just kind of a cool way to see how you stack up to other people around the world. So we're getting some of our most, uh, hardcore people at the row house, Chelsea studio. You can row as many meters as you want on any, you can do an erg, a skier or a concept to bike oh. at any, in, anywhere doesn't doesn't have to be at the studio and you just tally your total meters over the month and so it's it's nice it's kind of a nice way to bring the rowing community together internationally for a little stuff like this i feel like the rowing community in general is really good at that yeah like that's something that i don't know maybe it's because i'm tied into row house through you sure but for the most part i feel like there's just stuff like this happening all throughout the year right yeah yeah as far as like their training different rowing clubs of all sorts of events so we're trying to thread in a few more of these 
into the month. So Ben, so, if hmm. someone were to be like mm, rowing, like why would someone do rowing hmm. versus going on a run or doing a spin class? Like what's the difference? I hate doing cardio period, but if I'm going to do it, I'd rather work my entire body instead of just my lower body, especially with the older we get, the higher impact that running can be on our joints. So over time that can really impact our knees and our ankles, especially rowing is a very low impact workout works all the muscles around your joints as opposed to impacting the joints themselves. It's good for your heart, works 86% of your muscles, all of your body. I think that's a big thing people don't realize. Yeah. It's not all arms. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people lot think of rowing is arms, and it's core. not. Gotta squeeze that butt. Well, your core is not your butt. Yes, your butt definitely counts as your core. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. That's in a different part of your body. Well, this is all core, right? Is this, is this like the Michael Scott, <laughs> the core? <laughs> It works your what are those like your one pound? arm core, your back core, your marine your, the marine the core. marine core actually, actually. uses this to train. <laughs> what are those five pounders out of two and a halfs? I'm going to go for tone more than more than mass. Look at the mess all up on this bitch. Tone is for chicks. Speaking for muscle tone and roided nice. out roided out heroes. Body bag. Um, we watched Avengers. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names, take ass. Avengers. Infinity War. Infinity War. So this is the end of Marvel's phase three. You really wanted to watch this. And I kept on fighting and being like, we, we shouldn't really <laughs> hey, watch this. We, like, we rocked the vote on this one. And we people, did. This one won by three votes. No, rock the vote is on Thursday. That's, oh, yes. That's, that's tomorrow. And that's important. New Yorkers, get your ass out there and hustle and vote while you're at it. Yes. Take pictures it's so important. that other people feel FOMO for not Spread voting. Spread awareness. It's the only way. Um, yeah, Avengers Infinity War, directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe. Of course, if you don't know already, this is the 19th movie. Jesus. In the 10-year Marvel Cinematic Universe lifespan thus far. I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel is going to be 20. But the Green Banner. Of course, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Mark, Ru Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Chris Evans returns as Captain America. He's never referred to as Captain America in this movie, which Just is something Captain. I kind of like. I am Steve Rogers. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Don Cheadle, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Holland, Shadwick Boseman, all of the Guardians, including Chris Pratt. Um, this is a hodgepodge mishmash of every freaking MCU hero over the last 10 years and it's just a fanboy's wet dream. Uh, it I is. It. That's exactly and what it is. And not all of these movies are created equal. Right. There's been 19 of them. It's it's almost episodic in that you almost have your villain of the week mm -hmm. who just kind of serves as a jumping point to get to the next story. Right. You know? Um, it's just the, you know, constant things of dealing with obstacles in your life. Right. And whether that obstacle be I missed my train or I have to fight Thanos. Or it's I created just, a murder bot. Right. I have to now I have it. to destroy it. Right. In this case, though, I will say my favorite part of this movie is Thanos. I'm going to blow that nutsack of a chin right off your face. Is Josh Brolin's I totally, Thanos. I totally can see because that. Because there was a part of me that is almost convinced Oh, me too. By Thanos to see his Absolutely. POV. And I'm like, oh. I can really empathize. I can right. empathize with that. And I think that's important for the actor as well. I like, don't know that I necessarily agree with his means. Right. But how do you I, do it? You know, anyways, yes. say the plot. So the plot per IMDb, the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end 
To the universe. To the universe. To the universe. Like the whole kit yep. and caboodle. All yep. of it. All of it. So yeah, that's pretty high stakes right there. I feel like that's misleading though, because he's actually just looking to have it. Yes, but in doing so, his mission essentially is to wipe out half the entire population of the universe. Right. To keep everything in check. It's almost like Darwinian in a sense. It's Malthus. It's Malthus principles. He's oh, okay. a, he was a philosopher. I'm writing a web series based on his his ideals. Right. Ideals? Ideas? 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 Philosophy. Anyways, philosophy. Sure. Um, basically that there are too many organisms in the universe and it always outweighs the food source available hmm. so that ultimately everything will die out because the food source will always die out first. So in order to make sure that the population continues, there always has to be some kind of check and hmm. it always has to be done in a rather not so great way because sure. there's no great way to wipe out a certain number of people unless it's like massive illness or a huge bomb or something. And so it's, it's based in Malthus theories. Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's honestly not wrong because we're depleting the earth yeah. of its resources very quickly. Right. And there's no way that we can repair a good chunk of it. Yeah. And part of me wonders like if it's, if it's the, be <laughs> if it's the best way to go about these things, because if you watch a movie like this and you listen to the, the, antagonist long enough you're like okay let's really break this down <laughs> like if you have to have the population of the entire universe mm -hmm. or let's say for example you just let these resources run out and people die right from that death would life not spawn from that it's not known that's the thing that's, that's not the known. one that's the flaw is that the on the opposite side of everything falling apart mm. and the food source being depleted is fear of unknown because there's there's a constant amount of energy in the universe at all times right which, who's to say that there wouldn't be something that sparks another kind of food source or another organism exactly. or another something exactly but because we don't know the fear will take over that sort of like how a forest fire Right. That kind of purge is necessary and natural in mm -hmm. order for the forest to actually flourish and survive. Mm -hmm. You have to have some burn off. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So that's Thanos's theory, philosophy. That's the entire reason he's out to collect all of these infinity stones. So here's something I was going to ask you. Yeah. Because this is a newer movie mm -hmm. and there are most likely people out there who have not seen this. Oh, yeah. I do guess. we want to do spoilers or do we not want to do spoilers? I mean, it's one of those movies that has. This is the. But then again, I'm. But I feel like we're going to get into spoilers. It's it's a movie that's been out for a lot of months. And a lot of months. Given that it's made a few billion dollars at the box office, if you haven't seen it yet then it's kind of your fault. And this isn't going to come fault. out. This isn't going to come out until next Monday. So maybe between now and then they'll see it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we'll get to a good chunk of the population. Okay. All right. While getting into spoilers. All so right. yeah. So again, you have the culmination of 10 years of Marvel movies coming to this head. Uh, Kevin Feige, who's the producer of these films. What else has he done? Um, Kevin Feige has produced essentially every Marvel movie to come out since the year 2000. So oh, okay. since like the first Spider-Man movie, like I think he's either been a producer or an EP on one of those. Okay. And so when they were thinking about releasing the first Iron Man, they had this long game plan They've been thinking about this since Iron Man? Since Iron Man, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because at the end of Iron Man, S.H.I.E.L.D. is introduced. And so yes. from S.H.I.E.L.D. spawns Nick All Fury. And then we start recruiting other heroes and da-da-da-da-da. Right. And then we start getting into like the intergalactic part of it. 
So we start small right. with Iron Man, with Robert Downey Jr.'s amazing comeback. I'm going to allow that. And from there, they built a what is probably going to be a 12-year universe mm. of stories around this group of Marvel superheroes. Mm -hmm. And it is executed brilliantly. Again, not all these movies are made equally. There are some like you can no. miss and be totally fine. Right. Um, I think I saw 15 out of the 19, so not too mm -hmm. shabby. So... Yeah, we have the again the culmination of all these these heroes finally coming together. You have all these different teams. You have the Avengers. You have the Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of wish they fused in the X Men with this, but Marvel. Oh my god, they don't own the too X Men. Much. Yet. It was too much. It's a lot of people. I to was keep getting a of. headache. Yeah, it was just like I felt like uh, Ryan in that one episode of The Office when there's the two Christmas parties going on. Right. He's like. I miss the days when there was just one Christmas party I didn't have to go to. I mean, I didn't feel like like I didn't want to watch this. Sure, it wasn't sure. that. It was just like, God, I miss the days when there were only like two plot lines I had to follow. But that's that's why I like this movie, other than having a compelling antagonist, is that the only way to do this, the only way to tell this kind of story with this many characters is to split everybody up. You right. have to. They couldn't bring everybody into one location. Right. It wouldn't have made sense. Right. And they they didn't even necessarily do that at the end. At the end, you had these two separate battles going on. There, mm -hmm. there you have this big Three. battle in what? Well, you have the Wakanda battle. Yep. On the ground. Then you have the battle on Titan. Yep. And then what else? What else am I missing? I mean, you had Thor's storyline where he's going off to get his. His that's weapon. the third one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. That's but I guess not, then he ends up coming back to Wakanda. Right, so, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you split them up and then they sort of coerce. I mean, they're happening at the same coalesce. time, yeah. Right, exactly. So props to the writers for splitting everybody up. They, they wanted to attack it almost like a kickball tournament. You know, you have like your separate teams, but everyone's kind of off doing their own thing. And then at the end, everyone kind of comes together and heads towards the same goal. Yeah. This is like the semifinals. Right. Essentially. Cause there's still one more infinity war movie and captain Marvel's coming out. Pretty I'm so excited soon. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Very um, so the, the story in itself is, is, is complicated in the sense that everyone's kind of off in their own separate places. Mm -hmm. um, this picks up right where Thor Ragnarok left off well and i remember you said that at the end of thor ragnarok when this like giant ship appears you're like this is where the next one starts right. and where this started i was not expecting it to start that way yeah like it i had to remind myself oh yeah that's what they were seeing right and then it's like oh my god all this shit is going down yeah. like i totally forgot and there's even some stuff you don't see so essentially the the movie starts where ragnarok left, left off Asgard has been destroyed. Right. And now all the Asgardians are heading towards Earth on a ship. Yep. With Thor and Loki. Mm -hmm. What Thor doesn't know is that he's taken the Tesseract, which is one of the Infinity Stones, snuck it onto the ship. Right. Which is how Thanos finds them. Right. And then just shit starts to hit the fan within about five minutes. I will say this, and again, this is spoilers. This is a very hard movie to watch because a lot of people that you have grown to love end up departing the story in yes. not so delicate ways. Right. A lot of people die. Um, okay, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pussyfoot around this thing. All like, right. People die. They and do. These and the, these are characters that we've known for a long time. Yeah. And in service to the story, they have, they have to die, yeah. you know, because this is the end game. So you have Thanos coming to retrieve this Infinity Stone. He, and the, the one part that we missed is that in the first Guardians, mm -hmm. um, where they essentially fight to protect Xandar, which yes. is the, the Nova Corps. Right. Uh, you know, That's what I was wondering. Right. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard, Glenn Close is there. Yes, everything's as if we never said. 
as Norma Desmond being super weird. Right. Being this old movie star. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> we have to protect We've this got Infinity to Stone. Save Hello. Stone. Is anyone listening to me? <laughs> Like, why is Norma Desmond in charge? Mr. Marvel, I'm ready for my close-up. Okay, we have we have this giant spaceship flying towards us. We we really have to get ready for battle. We Ugh. can get ready, you say? Bring me my deepest color lipstick. <laughs> I'm going to look fabulous for the end of the world. And that's the one thing we don't see is like the decimation of Xandar. That's what I was because wondering. Because that's where he gets the first stone. I actually thought they were going to end up at Xandar. Yeah. That's where I thought so that, that was So that's what happen. we don't see is Thanos right. already has one of the stones and then he captures this Asgardian ship, kills the spoilers, and takes the Tesseract. Now he has two. And then he splits up his children to go find the two on Earth. Right. One of them is with Doctor Strange. Yes. And the other is in Vision's head. Yes. And Vision is hiding out in Scotland. Yes. Vision looks a lot like Paul Bettany in this movie. Because he's played by Paul Bettany. He's played by Paul Bettany. And Paul Bettany was doing the Han Solo movie at the same time. Oh, so Christ on a cracker. He had Jesus. the minimalist amount of makeup possible. Everybody right. was doing other projects during this movie. Like I Paul wondered. Bettany was doing his Han Solo movie. Chris Evans, um, I think, was in rehearsals for his Broadway play. He's in a Broadway play? Oh, yeah. It's called um, Lobby Hero. Oh, that's right. And so I, I think that's why he was that. so minimalist. Like, he was oh, in, like, a lot of the battle man. scenes. Um, so, yeah, like, a lot of people were doing different projects at different times. Mm -hmm. So I imagine so, there were different shooting schedules. So basically what this is mm -hmm. is that we've got this asshole that is gaining more power as he goes. Yep. And he has gotten to the point where he's basically collected enough where he's... Barely vulnerable, just a little tiny little crack right. in his armor, yeah. but for the most part, not really. Yeah. And so now it's like, look, all petty fights and stuff that the Avengers, that the Guardians, that anyone has had, it's like, we got to put this shit aside because literally the entirety of the universe is at stake. Is at stake. Right. We, we got to fight this guy and we got to all do it together. So you have a lot of conflicting personalities. You have right. Iron Man finally meeting Doctor Strange and you get Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch and this weird sort of Sherlock face-off. High-functioning sociopath with your number. Uh, which is really great to watch and listen to just because they're such great actors. Um, and that's credit to the writing as well. Yeah. Like the, the, the writing is just is very fast and very true and honest to who the characters are. Mm-hmm. Then you have the two Chris's meeting. You have Chris Hemsworth meeting Chris Pratt. They find the Guardians find Thor out in the galaxy. The, the Thor lands on their windshield like a fly. Yep. And then they end up splitting up. Thor and Groot and Rocket go off to make a weapon while Star Lord Gamora and Drax go after Thanos, Thanos because yep. they know he's headed to a particular planet to get the next Infinity Stone. Yeah. So and then meanwhile on Earth, they're just trying to basically get the group back, get the band back together. Essentially. And it's like people are just being stubborn or are off the map. Yeah. And, and so. there's some really great fight scenes at the beginning where Iron Man and Doctor Strange have to team up. Okay. That is one thing. Mm -hmm. And I told you this during the movie that I had problems with. Oh, okay. Um, so there, so Thanos has got his thugs, yeah. right? And his children. Those aren't, are those his actual children? Those are his actual children. Yes. Okay. I didn't catch that at oh, all. Okay. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah. Which is why they all look like aliens. Well, I knew they were aliens. Because your but... argument was I wish they'd done practical makeup. Yeah. Because they, they didn't do that for Thanos because he's this huge massive Right, alien how with could a they? Ball sack for a chin. Yeah. So I think that's why. It, and and the argument can be made because vision is not you know, that's my CGI'd. Point. Yeah. 
That's my lots point. of hours of makeup, of course, but and again, it's one of those things where I think about you know budget, time constraint, yeah. availability for people, et cetera, et cetera. It's just it made a lot of the fight scenes less interesting for me sure. because I felt like they were just I could I felt like they were fighting a green screen. They were cannon like, fodder. Right. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't as realistic as it could have been. I sure. think back to some of the stuff that was done for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, the original Jim Henson shit. And I yeah. I missed that. I kind of yeah. wish that had been there. But I also know that's not really Marvel's yeah, thing. Yeah, when you get into they aliens like and CG stuff like porn. that. They are yeah, all yeah, yeah. about that. And then you'll you'll see that once the credits start to roll. And yeah. you're almost blinded by the amount of names of the animators. I literally had to look away. Right. It starts was, hurting your eyes. Because the, these, are the, these are the real people who actually make these movies. Thinking about it gives me a headache. <laughs> the thousands and thousands of animators that it takes to to make these kinds of movies are right. just ridiculous. But that's like, other than that, um, and then trying to keep track of the storylines right. that were going on, because right. they're happening all at the same time. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was Lots, a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, lots of different locations. So, and and thankfully they 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 put the name of the planet or the location. Right. When, when you go to a new location, they give you the name. And like, that's like a James one Bond thing movie. that we talked about that was actually really great that helped a lot with the different plot lines that were going on. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you guys, but for me, if there's a bunch of different plot lines going on, sometimes I get confused. I don't know where we're at. I don't know whose pants I'm wearing. And then you lose interest. And then I lose interest. Right. But for this, not only did they have the title down at the bottom. But they also added in a shift in the music, which I thought right. was so crucial. Especially for like the Guardians introduction. Guardians introduction you knew was exactly so what was clear. Coming. And even right. too, going over to Vision, like they tuned it down. They True. brought it down to like an instrumental, mm-hmm. like introspective sound and it just changed. And then if you went back over to someplace else, the music shifted, yeah. which I really appreciated. And another, an, another clever touch to the writing is that you know where most of the Infinity Stones are, but there was the, the soul gem in which, spoilers, he has to sacrifice Right. They wanted that to be a surprise, which is why they didn't mention the soul gem at the beginning. Yeah, I had never heard you about have the to soul of, gem. You sort of like work like, your way up to it. And as it turns out, Thanos takes Gamora <laughs> to this planet and fucking Red Skull's there. Like, which you told, you're like, Red Skull? I'm like, I have no idea like, who the no fuck idea who this person is. is. That, I don't know that was back is. in phase one. Right. <laughs> During Captain America, the first Avenger, like essentially the Red Skull version of Hitler, uh-huh. who was the head of Hydra at the time. Anyways, so Hugo Weaving got a couple of days of work, which great. is great. Um, money, so yeah, money, money, money. like Hugo Weaving fucking shows up out of nowhere as Red Skull, and then Thanos has to kill Gamora in order to get the Soul Gem, which he does because, and, and that is one of the turning points in the movie for me where like, you legitimately see oh the gosh. grief and the heartbreak. And some of the flashbacks too of when Gamora oh, yeah. was a child yeah. and like giving her the the knife yeah. and like, oh my God. Yeah. A lot of history between Thanos and Gamora, yeah. let's just say. Uh this but, is yeah. this is the fathers and their daughters. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. The the theme that ties in. Yeah. Um, but but again, you you see so much of that, even though Josh Brolin's performance, he did all of the mocap for it. Yeah. But even though it's CGI'd, like it was so you feel good. It. You yeah. really feel it. And and the the way he talks with her and sort of starts spouting his it's philosophy. All in his eyes and all in his voice. Yeah. Because that's what he had to rely and on as like, an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like the physicality of it, like the, not only are they just having a conversation, but he's able to physicalize yeah. so much of what he's feeling mm-hmm. that he's just so he's so convinced that he's right. It's it's not even an argument. Like, no, this just makes and, sense. And again, this is one of those things where, it, like you said, you you can't really necessarily blame the guy for his ideas yeah. and for his thoughts and for a plan for this. It's one way of doing it. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily the right way, but it is one way. Right. 
there's more than one way to skin a cat. This right. is one way. This is not the way that we would go about it. No. But this is how this guy's choosing no, to do what, it. No, what we should do is just go take over a different planet. We just, right. we go to Mars. That's right. what we should be doing. So anyway, shit hits the fan. Thanos gets five out of six. Then the big, these big battles happen. Titan, uh, Thanos returns to his home planet where Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and some of the Guardians are waiting for him. There's this great scene between him and Benedict Cumberbatch where Thanos shows him what Titan used to look like. He's like, this was my planet. I told them, hey, if we don't do this, the resources are going to die off, and then we're going to die off. And they're like, no, you're fucking crazy. And then sure enough, everybody died. He's like, so that's why I'm doing this, because this is all about balance. Right. It's not like he's coming from a place of just, you know, thinking about it he's coming right. from a place of experience right and even though dr strange is like oh so genocide yeah you're a fucking madman and so the to me the entire battle is about the fight for life yeah. at the same time because because humanity is fighting to survive and the heroes sort of speak for humanity it's interesting though because then it brings up the point and i thought i noticed this a couple times in the movie of sacrificing one person for millions, billions. And that happened on both sides. It happened with Thanos because he was sacrificing his daughter that he loved, well, half daughter, but daughter that he loved Mm. for the fate of the universe. Right. And then also too, it happened with like uh, Scarlet Witch Mm -hmm. sacrificing Vision, Vision, killing him or killing him so that uh, Thanos didn't have access to the Vision Stone. Right. And... And, you know, again, it's one of those things. It just happens. Or there was another one, too, where um, Star-Lord yeah. was like, you have to kill Gamora because she knows where the next stone right. is Gamora and she can't asked, be allowed to go. Gamora asked him to, or told him to swear that he would kill her right. should the time come. I mean, he did do he it. He technically did it. But did Thanos it. turned all of his bullets into bubbles. <laughs> and it's, it's just a really compelling scene yeah. you know to to see and and to hear themes like that the idea of being willing to sacrifice oneself like on the avenger side especially like i'll sacrifice myself but no vision we don't trade lives i'm like, not going to sacrifice you right but then but it, thanos the is willing is like, to be why? on the other side exactly. of that exactly you know he's willing to spill blood because of what is necessary right it's almost like the ra's al ghul exactly line from it batman totally is like this is all about balance mm-hmm. so i really appreciated that the the fight scenes the the ultimate fight between thanos and some of the avengers and, and the guardians the fight on Wakanda, all of Ugh. them are just so like I cannot wait octane. to watch the Black Panther. I'm so excited to yeah, watch that. Black Panther just got on Netflix and yeah. we haven't watched that yet. So both um, of us are guilty for not yeah, seeing that. Yeah. Um so it's it's just it's it's a it's a long movie, two it and a half is. hours. But again, it's this not is, longer than Goodfellas. This is ten years of investment and it's it's really great to see everything come together, but also be so invested in the story that you compare this to a movie like the Justice League. I didn't give a shit what was happening in the Justice League. I can't even remember what happened. I don't in even the th- did League. you even see it? I don't know if I did. I don't think you did. No, I didn't, because that was all with uh Wonder Woman and Batman, Batman and Aquaman. And, no, I didn't like, see it. No one, no one gives a so, shit about these. And now they have the solo Aquaman movie coming out. Yes. Where DC did the opposite of what Marvel did. Marvel right, they worked did up from single character films into big groups. Into films. the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know? And and now like DC, I feel like, is trying to catch up. And this isn't me being in like a DC camp or a Marvel camp. No. This has everything to do with telling your story well and doing, you know, the the material justice and considering your fans and things mm. like that like once they saw the success of the avengers they were like oh shit we have to 
Well, and I feel like too DC has, like you said, they're trying to catch up, but they're not doing it in a good way. Right. I feel like they they are Suicide hopping around squad. trying to find different directors for every single thing. Right. And the fact that what's the producer's name? Kevin Feige. He's been on all of this stuff. Yeah. It's like if you were building a an entire bridge mm. and then a third of the way through said, okay, we need to find a different architect or a different contractor, a different contractor. Right, we right. need to find, and then like, well, actually, you know what? Let's get two more in. And they said, actually, you know what? We need to get a different person because one of these contractors said something on Twitter that was right. offensive 10 years ago. So we should fire him. Right. It's, it's almost what happened with the Han Solo movie where, uh, right. the, uh, the, 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 uh, the team who directed, uh, the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, I think their brothers actually, I forget it's their name. Just, they were fired because like, oh, this was our vision and this is why you hired us. But Kathleen Kennedy was like, nah. And she ousted them, brought in the safest director in the world, which is Ron Howard. But it wasn't. Another thing that Warner Brothers in DC did improperly, in my opinion, is that you, again, you have a movie like Suicide Squad, which, which we terrible. saw, which was horrible. One of the worst And the reason why ever. is because a, there were so many reshoots. And and if you look at the director's previous work, he's done some good movies. Sure. So that tells me you don't trust the director that you hired to tell the story that he wants to tell. And there's too much studio interference. On top of that, too, thinking about studio interference and then also too, how many writers were involved in this? Oh, my God. And how many times were the writers told to change shit? Like yeah. as a as a writer myself, I know I'm a novice and I'm a beginner writer. Yep. But at the same time, it's like being told, OK, well, change this and make it that. Right. You're idea and your vision of what happens in the story can't just be melded and switched at the you know at the drop of a hat no and and or to please like mother's focus groups or any of that shit like oh it was too violent like okay now we have to go back and like reshoot all this shit like come on no it's not fair it's not fair to the story right just let the writer and director you hired tell the story that they want right you know that's why you hired them in the first place so for this movie the thing is is that i liked it i i'm a super I'm a super movie person. I like all all this stuff. Yeah. And so I, I like this movie a lot, but I would say since it is A, so long, and B, there's so much leading up to this, yeah. I feel like jumping into this, having not watched any movies before it, you're going to be confused as fuck. Yeah. You're not going to know what's going on. So if your boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. is heavy into these franchises and is like, oh, come see Infinity War with me, or we should, oh, you haven't seen Infinity War, we need to see it. Right. Do your homework. <laughs> Watch because if you go into this blind, watch at least Ragnarok and Captain America Winter Soldier at the very and the least. first Avengers movie, like the yeah, uh, first Guardians movie and first Guardians. Like you got to do There's actually like six movies. You have yeah, to watch. you need to see, like, and so that's <laughs> the thing is that that's hard about this. It's great for people that are in this franchise. They're loyal to the brand, right? It's going to be great. Like yeah. you said, it's a fanboy's wet dream. Mm-hmm. But you can't just hop into it and be like, oh, I'm playing now. Like, yeah. you, even though it's well shot, well written, well acted. You will be a little bit lost if you yeah. don't have any history running. Into right. It. So anyway, trivia. Yeah, it seems weird. I feel like we didn't. It's it's such a long movie. It's, it's a hard lo- there's to a wrap lot up. to cover. I feel like we hit all the different sort of okay. People are over here doing this and that and blah right. blah blah. I will say one thing though. Yeah. And this was just something that came up for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my death anxiety. Yeah. Ramped up during this a yeah. lot. Yeah. I I had I had to like we had to watch the office afterwards for a little bit. Yeah. Because. Because again, you're seeing a lot of people pass away, yeah. as it were, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and and it's not just like oh they're gone. You're seeing their final words. Yeah, you're seeing the, them say some. The really final five to ten minutes, especially, is very dark. Ve- like it's dark, and it's it's and and I think almost every reviewer was like, um, there's an apocalyptic ending to this movie. Yeah, and it does. It just 
ends. Yeah. And it's just like, there it is. That's yeah. the story we told. Now you have to come back and see part two. Right. You know, and, and it hooks you in for more. Like you're just does. like, I have to see how this turns out. It does. Like, I have to. But just be warned that yeah. there may be a trigger. If you've just recently lost a loved one or are going through that, like maybe wait yeah. for a little bit to watch I mean, this. The it's, scene alone where Spider-Man is. Oh my God, I almost cried. Right, uh, right. And just seeing Downey's reaction like, to like. Just, just even talking about upset. that is making me feel yeah. emotional. Yeah. Like, So let's move on to trivia. Okay, let's, let's talk about trivia. That. And cue trivia music. How many shots, separate shots, Christ. do you think are in this two and a half hour movie? I don't know. I'm going to say well into the thousands. Yes, you are correct. There are 3,000 different shots, Shit. more or less. 2,900 have special effects. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's less than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's really? less than I, I oh thought it would God. be more. Yeah, it, it's a superhero movie and you're dealing with aliens. Yeah. So um, how much do you think uh, the budget was? I have no clue. I'm terrible with numbers for anything and everything. It was between 320 and 400 million dollars. Jesus! It's made over two billion dollars back, so it's made probably okay, three that's to a small profit. Three to four times its budget. So it's uh, like on Fixer Upper. Right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna flip this movie. <laughs> Joe, Joe, can we flip this? We're gonna flip this movie. We make huge profit. Uh oh, y'all. I oh, think we're gonna need some more shiplap in it's this shot. Demo day for this box office. <laughs> So, oh, uh, Kenneth Branagh makes a voiced appearance in this movie. What? Did you catch it? No. Yeah. It's, it's at the very beginning where, uh, since uh, Kenneth Branagh directed the first of the Thor movies, he's oh. also a very well-known classical Shakespearean actor. I love him. He's amazing. Yeah. If you want a good piece of Irish ham, watch his five-hour version of Hamlet. It's, yes. it's, oh God, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but he does the voiceover for the Asgardian ship that's sending out a mayday. Oh, yeah. Which the Guardians end up finding, They're and that's how they get to, to the wreckage. Sure. So, yeah, Kenneth Branagh did the, uh, the voiceover huh. for that. Um, also, it was confirmed via Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers that the, uh, in the destruction of Asgard, uh, there were Asgardians who escaped, including the Valkyries. <gasps> so The Valkyries escaped? Yes. Oh, I fucking love the Valkyries. Can I be a Valkyrie for right. Halloween? You're, oh, that'd you're, be so you're a sexy. Oh. <gasps> Ben, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Is it really? It is. Maybe. I mean, I think our wedding right. is better, but <laughs> saying that I'm a Valkyrie makes me feel Did like you a catch uh, in this MCU, at least in the last couple of movies, um, the Russo brothers both worked on the Arrested Development series? Did they really? And there are two Harkonnens <laughs> in this. No! <laughs> the second I actually didn't catch, but the first is in Civil War during okay. the, uh, the tarmac battle. Yes. At the very end. Yeah. Um, you'll see the the Bluth stair cart in the background. No fucking yeah. way. And in this one, when they go to see the collector to meet Thanos, uh, because Thanos is there interrogating Benicio del Toro to get like, the other give stone. Me the fucking gem. Uh, the collector has all these, you know, he has like Howard the Duck and all this different intergalactic stuff that he's collected. Thank God, um, by the way, they didn't take it. There into is Howard a very the Duck. clear shot of like Zoe Saldana as Gamora, she's sneaking around, like trying to hide herself. But in the background, and I didn't even notice, I had to look this up. In the background, inside one of the one of the trophy cases, uh -huh. is a guy who looks a lot like Tobias Fumge, covered in blue makeup. Oh <laughs> my god! So you have Tobias Fumge as the member of the Blue Man Group. <laughs> 
trapped in one of those trophy cases. That's amazing. I just blew myself. Oh my, oh God, my God, that's amazing. I appreciated that so much. And let's see. Oh, a little nerding out here for those X-Men fans in the house. Doctor Strange uses the crimson bands of Sidorak. Those are the the red whips that he uses to tie up Thanos in the last battle. Yeah. Like there's a like he multiplies himself right. times like two hundred and then ways. he like uses these whips to try and hold him back. Yes. The Sidorak gem is actually what gives Juggernaut his ultimate size. So Juggernaut was in right. Deadpool two. In Deadpool two. That's how he got so big was from finding the Sidorak gem. Oh, ah. Yeah. The more you know. There huh. you go. And lastly, uh, Josh Brolin uh, for his influence for Thanos. And you can kind of see it. I don't think you've seen this movie. Okay. Yeah. But he used Colonel Kurtz, uh, Marlon Brando's performance from Apocalypse Now. I have not seen Apocalypse oh, Now. Oh, God. <laughs> it's fucking intense, man. See, like, the, I don't know if I want to show you that movie. But, the, you know, this is why this podcast has such great legs on it, <laughs> because I've seen so few movies in my life. <laughs> okay, but I've got, I've got a trivia one for oh, you. Oh, go ahead. Which cast member mm -hmm. got in trouble repeatedly during interviews for almost releasing spoilers? It was either Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo. Oh, pick one. It was both uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Right. Yeah. Did, didn't they have to like tape his mouth shut or something? I like can't that? remember, but there's several different clips where he was there with um, Benedict Cumberbatch mm -hmm. answering questions. Yep. And he'd be like, "Yes, yeah, so when I go," and Benedict Cumberbatch goes, "Up, up, 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 up." And he, oh, yeah, I think, which is actually so cute and so true to his character. Oh, yeah. Like, they nailed Spider Man with did. Tom Holland. They did. He's so, I still need to see that movie. Oh, did, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen Spider Man Homecoming. That's one, of the, that's one on the list I haven't seen. So, Black Panther, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. We should get on these. We also um, haven't seen any of the Ant Man movies. No. And I've heard those are really charming. Really? I think Even the, the Wasp one? Yeah. Like, Ant Man and the Wasp made really good box office and actually got pretty good reviews. Huh. Um, it feels like this sort of in between movie as we're waiting for the next Infinity War. So, part of me is like, eh, is it going to be that good? Mm. But apparently it was. Okay. And Paul Rudd is charming as hell. Well, so, why we don't we necessarily, I know, we don't necessarily have to review those ones no, here. No, but no, no. We, we'll we can this. at least watch them. Um, that's okay. all I have for uh, for trivia. I. This is a, it's, it's a great movie. It's heartbreaking. It's well told. It's complex. It mm -hmm. requires your attention. It just makes you appreciate the universe that they've built. Props to Marvel yeah. for constructing something over a decade, taking your time and doing it right. I'm not saying every step along the way was correct because this kind of evolution is often messy. Right. You waste an actor like James Spader playing Ultron. You have a lot of one-off villains in these movies, but it all leads up to getting probably one of the greatest turns as, as an antagonist that I've seen in the, I, I, totally I compare it to, to Heath Ledger's it's, Joker. Like it's, it's hard to have a relatable antagonist. Right. And the movie's not quite overshadowed by his performance just because everyone is so he's good really in it. Good. He's really good. And they don't, good. and the times that they give him is not just, I'm a bad man. Some of it just shows real oh heartbreak and real honesty. You and, feel for this guy, yeah. you know? So we actually have an unofficial sponsor this week. Oh, great. Um, so you remember a long time ago, mm -hmm. long time ago when we were kids, Beanie Babies were all the rage. Oh, yes. And everybody collected them. Mm -hmm. uh, Hasbro has actually come out with something similar called mm -hmm. Beanie Baddies. And so Beanie Baddies, they all come in different shapes and sizes that are related to the various Infinity Stones. Oh. Like, so for example, 
Uh, the infinity stone for soul is like the little ghost emoji, but it's in a beanie baddie form. <laughs> you collect all of them, and it actually, you can purchase this little gauntlet, but it's sort of like a gauntlet dollhouse, so they can all hang out. Um, apparently, if you collect the right ones, uh, you actually do wield the power to destroy the universe. Oh, great. But they've, it's kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's only one of each, so you could collect 17 vision stones and not have the right one. It's sort of like the Monopoly game at McDonald's where yes. you get like two out of the three pieces you need. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, so, they don't want to give that power to a kid though. Right. 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 So uh, Beanie Baddies, learn to wield the fun. Love it. Thanks, Beanie Baddies. Uh, next week, so we are gone to New Hampshire. We're going to go up to New Hampshire and hang out on the lake and bang. Yeah, baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. When, when you've been married for four years. When you've been married for four years. And together for almost 10. Yep. You get a lake house and you bang it and out. And you just bang. You bang it out, man. Uh, so we're going up there. And then when we come back, yeah. we need to figure out, because I also realized, too, we're coming to October. Yes. We need to do I, well, a scary movie I've already for told the you Halloween one. For, for yeah. Halloween? Mm-hmm. Our side-by-side Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. Right? I didn't know that's what yeah, you were thinking. Yeah, that'll be good. That. I, okay. I don't want to give it out just yet. So I think we'll have time to do maybe one or two more before we get to mm -hmm. our horror movie selection. I kind of want to do another musicals one. We'll put Cabaret in as one of the choices and then okay. we just need another one. Greatest Showman left such a bad taste in my mouth. And yet it is one of the highest ranking episodes. It's, you guys love listening to that. One. Because we got so <laughs> mad about it. Do we have a lot of listeners in Australia or something? No. no? We have a lot of listeners in Michigan okay. and Portland. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Portland. We love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for supporting us yes. 3,000 miles away. So, all right. Um, well, then I think that's everything. I think that's it, guys. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Go and rent and watch Infinity War. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Remember to, to find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I married a cinephile. And you can also find us on Twitter, uh, which is Simac, S-I-M-A-C. That's right. And, uh, and also, too, we actually have something here with Anchor, which, again, we're in the Anchor Studios. Yes, thank you, thank Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, um, where you have the option of helping us out a little bit. And it's basically pay what you will, mm -hmm. if you like. If you like. Uh, as a subscription. So if you wanted to give us five bucks a month as a thank you for all the hard work that we do to make this podcast possible, mm -hmm. you're able to do that through Anchor. Yeah. Uh, so we've activated that. And we like coffee. Yeah, you know. You know, we, we like <laughs> getting a sweet treat every once in a while brunch isn't bad um and yeah so download anywhere you get your uh, your podcasts apple Podcasts, google play spotify i'm probably missing like 10 other I heard radio stitcher yeah they're everywhere <laughs> awesome we're all over the place so thank you guys thank you for listening thank you for sharing and we will see you guys soon for uh our next uh our next episode yeah take care have a good day bye that house will return <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>